Buenas and welcome to the Dear Gorgeous podcast. We're your hosts, Akina and Jelena, two Micronesian and Asian women from the beautiful island of Guanghan. And we're on a mission to share the stories of inspirational Asian and Pacific Islander women from around the world. How's your volume? Um, good. Good. Nope. Uh, a little bit louder. Man. A little bit loud in my ear. Yeah, me too. Okay. Are we recording? We're recording. We're ready. ASMR. Sponsored by Dear Gorgeous Letters. I always this wanted to try that. Akina eating coconut cookie rolls. <laughs> They're not bad. They're just really sweet. You want some? No. Hater. I'm just not in the mood. How are you never in the mood for cookies? We're always eating on the podcast. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I ate a lot of Portuguese sausage fried rice today. Like, Dude, that's what's up. A lot. <coughs> um, where to begin? Where to begin? What are some types of negative like encounters or negative people that you might come across? The first thing that came to mind is working with people who don't enjoy what they're doing. Not even mm. like a least bit enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, that could be put a damper in the workspace. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was pretty much my whole staff at the bank that I worked yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, because um, I worked in hospitality and I worked in um, front desk, right? Yeah. And front desk is hard um, because you also absorb everyone's energy that's coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And you also have to deal with a lot of customers who are very, very angry. Right. And uh, my boss told me that you have to be consciously like aware that they're not mad at you been mad at the situation right so it's like redirecting don't like not taking it personally right and that's like one way to kind of deal with negative energy or people but just if you work around people who don't enjoy what they're doing or don't enjoy the company of others in their department it just feels very um dense Mm, yeah and there and there's a lot of moments yeah. where like you're meeting each other in the break room and you're venting about everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, luckily like I had a badass team. You know, yeah. we all got along. We were all friends outside of work. So that's what made that made getting yelled at, you know, <laughs> bearable. <laughs> okay. Um, because we already <laughs> knew that we already had each other's back. And um, but imagine having a team that doesn't have your back. That yeah, the yeah, that, and that's. That's a setting that's, um, I've definitely, I've been in a situation like that in in a professional setting like that before. Um, I've had friends and, you know, loved ones that have been in professional settings like that before. And sometimes it gets to a point where you have to really evaluate, like, is this a place that I want to be every day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we have that. So we have, you know, people who aren't happy with what they're doing. Or just happy in general with themselves or something that's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. So they're always needing someone to vent to or mm-hmm. talk to and um, lo- um, get a load off. <laughs> well, yes. I'm just going to keep going off. after that <laughs> comment. 
Um, what else? What else? There's, but you know, but then those sometimes and most of the time, you know, people are going through those things are not, you know, obviously no one's, you know, terrible at heart. No. But, you know, I, I definitely have friends and loved ones and I've definitely been the one as well to need to vent all every other day. Yeah. You know, um, and not in a way that's hurt wanting to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just wanting to um, air out some things, you know, sometimes life can get to be a lot, you know, no, it gets overwhelming. Um, but then there's uh, there's also people who are in a certain part of their lives. Could al- I mean, it's definitely also because they're not happy with something. Um, but who but transmit their negative mm-hmm. energy in a harmful way yeah. as well. So have you ever... In an intentionally harmful way. Yeah. Have you ever come across someone that is just so concentrated? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I could look back at my past. <laughs> <laughs> a very distant past, um, you know, and and see little Jelena, um, you know, be well. Actually, now that I think about it, though, I'm talking about like middle school. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely been like, I've definitely concentrated, pointed my negative energy at maybe another female that I was jealous of or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I think it's really important too to to realize when it's it's okay to cut somebody off who's being harmful to you, um, and it n- it might not necessarily be your fault. It doesn't really matter. It might not even be about you. But if someone doesn't know how to deal with their own negative energy or pain, and they start to be harmful to the people around them, I think you know, like I pose the question. What do we do then? Have and you ever had to had any point in your life where you've had to cut off somebody that you care for and love that was doing something like that? Huh, good question. Yes. And it was it was hard. It was um I was in high school. And, you know, it's a very sensitive age in high school, but I just graduated high school, actually. And I'm the, I'm kind of like the type of person that gets really attached to my friendships Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, like, I really value them, so I'll do whatever I can to make it work. But from, I was looking at it from rose-colored glasses, and my other friend group outside we're telling me, it's like, your friendship with this person isn't healthy, so why are you still trying to be in it, you know? And it was to the point where it made me question my worth and, you know, my intelligence, my path in life. Even, um, they've even t- attacked my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think that's why fallouts happen. Um, also as a reflection period, right? So when you fall off a relationship or a friendship, it gives you that time. So it's kind of like the seven, seven stages of grief. Seven. St- um, I I don't really know the seven stages of grief. Seven, right? Is it? Se- I don't know. <laughs> we can go. The stages of grief. Um, yeah. I I feel like when you go through a fallout, it's also the same stages as grief. You know, it's like anger, resentment, um, 
you're also kind of like mourning that person that was in your life and part of that identity that you carried with you. Five stages. Five stages. Yeah. Thanks, Google. Yeah. Five five stages. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, and then I, it's after my relationship with her just disintegrated on its own naturally. Um, she reached out a couple years later, wanted to like patch things up. I was already at that point in my life where my life was continuing forward without her, and mm. that negative space that was held was replenished by other loving friendships that I got to create in college. Mm. I don't know if that answers your question. That's really cool. I mean, it, it also... <laughs> That's really cool. But it's a process. It's, um, it is a process, and it also is such a good opportunity for one to see why do we welcome or why are we so accepting of these types of um, harmful relationships, right? Um, well... <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where we take pride in quote-unquote healing people or quote-unquote changing people. It's, I feel like it's a human habit, wanting, yearning. But I think it's going to change guys. (laughs) Well, I think guys do it too. Guys want to change girls. I think guys definitely do it too. And I know some beautiful men in my life that have been in situations with women that... um, from the outside don't look healthy at all and a lot actually a lot of times um i mean i don't want to go into this subject you know too deeply um but and it's not talked about a lot where there are very abusive women out there Mm -hmm. and men do get abused yeah emotionally and physically and i think that that's um women like it's not okay to hit your man <laughs> no, no so i'm just letting you guys know that now i know that <laughs> or take advantage I know that, of them uh, or take advantage of them i know that um you the stereotype is usually uh, the other way around and a lot of women think that they can get away with this type of i guess rhetoric mm-hmm. um but it's not okay to be abusive towards a man it's not okay to hit a man i don't care if he's bigger than you <laughs> yeah but um yeah, I've definitely seen situations like that. And um, we don't talk about it very often. And, and men are won't talk about it because of the stereotypes that they have to live up to as men in society as well. But um, So when does the negative energy form into actual physical beings, physical things? like? W- well, that's the thing is that that's a, that would be like the that would be like the worst stage of negativity in my opinion it's like okay so you have this negative person so maybe they're taking their negative energy out on you just by venting a little bit right and it's not necessarily about you they're just venting and then but then it could turn into like them reading into everything that encounter with you that you know and reading it in a negative way like you compliment them you know and say that you like um your hair, you know, I like your hair today, and they turn it around automatically, and they're like, what, you don't like my hair any other day? Like, what's wrong with my hair? You know, it's like, so there's some people who are in a negative space so much that they can't receive anything positively. They're reading everything negatively. And then there's people who go the next level, and they're vicious towards you. They're mean towards towards you or the people around them, and they actually, you know, their pain or their 
negativity manifests into painful language, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then violence. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, I think that the that's a, a natural progression of, of somebody who lives in a negative space for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who's negative will get there. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It, it's, it's, it's important to notice um, what type of negativity you're dealing with. And I think the last couple, like, just get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's hard, though, like, when, when you are in a relationship, say you've, you've built this relationship with somebody, or you're in a job that you care for, or that you feel like you can't leave because you have to support a family or yourself, um, or it's just a family member, like your mom or your dad or a sibling that you can't necessarily get away from. Like, how do you do that? Especially here on Guam or in the Japanese culture, I'm sure everything is about, you know, staying close and, um, right? I mean, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but at least for the Japanese side. Um, no, I think it's common to stay with your parents until you um, get married mm-hmm. or have to move far um or at least that's what my grandparents and mom were telling me but you know things are different now because a lot of people live on their own they're very independent um so a lot of my friends who went to japan for college they they all live on their own um yeah but even just being around the same people every single day it's going to cause tension naturally right you cannot go through 365 days with no arguments, yeah, no frustrations, mm-hmm. no um, irritations. I would say. Yeah. Um. So so so, what do you do, right? I think that I think one of the first things to do is always make sure that you're vigilant about your self work, mm-hmm. so that you know that you're not dealing with your negative energy, you're dealing with somebody else's, and you're also more conscious of when you're giving your own negative energy out. So Uh, being able to recognize when you're being the negative person is important as well. I think that's why it's so powerful to have that one thing that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that energy that you have goes into that one thing, right? And it's kind of like a filter. So say you're having like a really crappy day, you go home, your one passionate thing is playing making music mm, yeah that negative yeah that yeah. filters that negative energy and turns into a more positive reinforcing nourishing yeah. energy because negative energy is actually very powerful energy mm-hmm. right um and you were bringing this up earlier about negative and em- no not just negative energy, but our energy in general being yeah. um a limited r- it's a finite resource for us mm-hmm. you know so um do you want to talk a little bit about that about the how, how our energy is finite and how mm-hmm. um, doing that self work is part no of for preserving sure. It. Um, so recently last week I was going through like you know the week whatever <laughs> <laughs> living my life yeah <laughs> and then I started going through that I know we talked about this on um master around this podcast shout out to Boo yeah that's coming out. I don't know when it's coming out though yeah so. 
but um <laughs> yeah we, and we talked about that little alice in wonderland spiral that we tend to go down yeah uh, once we go into our thoughts so i actually did the power pause mm. so i was it was insane because once i went down that hole it was like the conversation was already robotic like it was already programmed to the t where it just starts spiraling down and it's like you're not good enough you're not worthy mm-hmm. you're you know this and that this is happening to you because you deserve it and then halfway through the conversation i was like wait hold the fuck up the conversation in your own in head. my head i was in bed real quick though yeah um for those of you guys that didn't see our, po- our mindful mondays post that akina does beautifully every week um well i like it it was about power pause yeah. taking a power pause um to re- basically reset mm-hmm. right um and that's that you that's an interesting point because you're living your life right and mm-hmm. and you it wasn't necessarily triggered by a negative person or anything like that but like it was it's negative energy that you accumulated yeah and, and was the feelings of just feeling overwhelmed burnt out yeah. those are all negative energy yeah. it's not necessarily people say something yeah. bad about you it's just feeling unaccomplished like all of that yes yeah yeah so i got to the point where i was already like all right i'm gonna go home gonna lay in bed i'm gonna cry it out just to get it out of my system and then i was like i'm gonna go through this rabbit hole with my thoughts go through the conversation just to like trigger it just live it yeah and then halfway through the conversation i was like wait hold the fuck up hold the fuck up (laughs) i was like no so i started saying like okay this is gonna sound like i was like no you're good you're beautiful you're Mm -hmm. worthy your timing you know god has a timing for you um you have like spirits that are guiding you and it took like literally three minutes and then i played a james corden video on youtube that made me laugh and i was fine Mm. and i was like whoa i literally went from like zero to a hundred within those three minutes and that's an interesting that's indicative of like your own what you've been doing as far as self-work goes because I think that that takes a lot of um, self-awareness mm-hmm. to be able to swi- flip your switch like that when you're in such a deep, dark um, mindset mm-hmm. for that moment. You know, like that's the onset of a panic attack for another person yeah. as well. Yeah, because during that thought process, I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to say nice things to myself and see how I feel. Like give this power pause a shot at the second just give myself three minutes that's all i need just give myself those three minutes i'm gonna go sleep anyway right yeah and my it was so crazy because my emotions just automatically just Just switched flipped so you made a conscious decision even Mm -hmm. though you didn't feel like doing it i didn't feel like like doing it yeah i'm gonna do this just for three minutes i guess at the end of the day if you want to go back to feeling shitty you can go back yeah you can always go back after the three minutes go down (laughs) the rabbit hole that reminds me too of um yeah, so whether it's in your head or it's from a, a, a situation that's negative that's that you're in or whatever. Um, <laughs> I remember, year this was years ago, I was reading, um, do you know Amy Poehler? Yes. Uh, I was reading her one of her memoirs, and she talks about her self-talk in it. Yeah. And she's like, you know, whenever I start to have these thoughts about myself, I say, shut up, Amy. Don't talk about my friend like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I read this post... Um, I read this post recently on Instagram. Hey, that's yeah. my friend. <laughs> no, right. And it's kind of like you have to view yourself the same way your best friend views you. Yeah, you have to treat yourself in that in that way. Yeah. And I was cracking mm. up when I saw that post because I'm like, man, I could hear yeah. my 
I could hear my best friend yelling at me from Florida. But like, girl, stop. Like, <laughs> get stop your mind. Dude, my, one of my really, oh my God, my friend Tiara, she's, um, she's living in LA right now. And she, one of her favorite self-help books is called, and she's not like the biggest on reading like mm-hmm. self-help books. So she was always sort of like making fun of me a little bit whenever I was like reading every single book that I can think <laughs> of. <laughs> um, but she did like this book and it was called Girl. Get your mind right. And it just became like a tagline for us. Like for years, like whenever (laughs) we were just venting to each other, we'll check each other and be like, girl, get your mind right. Or go and wash your face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's a really good practice. It's practicing that power pause, doing your self work um, and always making sure that you have that time to step back. Mm -hmm. I also think that it's important to sort of even like track your friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, really think about who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, obviously, sometimes we can't control our family, even mm-hmm. though um, from personal experience, I've had to make a huge, you know, those types of decisions with family I- as well. So it's painful, but sometimes it's necessary if it comes to a par- point where it's, you know, an abusive situation. Yeah. Um, it's important that, you know, people yeah. can make that decision for, y- for themselves and really think about what what's right for them. But... Um, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Hold on. I guess I do. I want to finish my thought. Um, hey, girl, wash your face. Family. Oh yeah. So it's important to. Jeez, <laughs> my thoughts sometimes. <laughs> like I really have to keep staying grounded. Like my feet are Squirrel. even on the floor right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to to really um, pay attention to the people that you call your friends. Mm-hmm. So if you have more friends that have negative tendencies you know like um that's really something to consider Mm -hmm. um i heard on a podcast recently that it's like you should have at least three positive friends and not just friends that are like oh sunshines and rainbows and sprinkles on donuts unicorns no like like friends that uh, that truly practice and inhibit what it means to move through life with a presence and an awareness and and um and an appreciation right mm-hmm. that give you life in that way or mm-hmm. inspire you in that way you should have at least three friends to that one negative friend <laughs> okay okay yeah i don't know why i started thinking like <laughs> atoms and stuff like that just like cells under a microscope <laughs> hmm, three to one. Here. I have a. <laughs> Here's I have negative one. Four of those negative T cells, and <laughs> <laughs> where is the twelve positive <laughs> ones that I need? Why are they hanging out without me? Is that the right number? I don't know. Twelve. I don't even know. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Four times three is twelve. Yeah, twelve. Oh. But, <laughs> but that's. I mean, and that's incredibly hard too. But, um. Yeah. But that's a that's a good thing to be aware of and mm-hmm. something to practice and and honest friends, right? Yeah, and not to be afraid to 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 distance yourself mm-hmm. or not to feel bad um, if you feel like your energy is being depleted because your energy is very finite. Mm-hmm. Like you wake up in the day, you have a full battery, and by the end of the day, you know usually it's depleted. Yeah. So be aware of that, you know. Yeah, and we talked about this on the first episode. Or our first gorgeous guest with Kat. And Kat was explaining that sleep is a necessity. Like, you need sleep. Like, sleep isn't a quote-unquote luxury. 
mm-hmm. in this hustle culture anymore. And like you need that sleep because you need to recharge your battery and you need to take care of yourself because that battery, if you don't take care of yourself, that battery mm-hmm. is going to be depleted in like four hours. Yeah. Energizer bunny. It's going to go yep. fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. like one of those generic mm-hmm. AA batteries. Yeah. I once um, I read this tweet actually Mm, um yeah this girl she was talking about energy but she was saying the most respectful thing that she's ever heard was her friend messaged her and said hey can i vent to you but only if you have the brain and capacity for it yeah yeah so if you're in the right mind space for me to vent to you it's okay if i vent to you but if you're not in that headspace that's totally fine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she was being very mindful about her friends yeah headspace and her friends like what they're going through and this kind of goes back to um recently i kind of like had a fight with my friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) a really close friend of mine and i didn't realize how negative i was in terms of um i was like going (laughs) i was going through like the morning process still with my dad um and then sh- she she grew up with me, so we we've known each other for like twenty years. Um, my dad like also kind of like raised her because we're always together. And um, I just realized that she was dodging my texts one day, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked her, I was like, "Is everything okay?" She goes, "I just kind of need space from you because you're being very negative lately." Mm-hmm. But that negativity turned into anger because I didn't understand what I was doing. I didn't, mm-hmm. you it know, made I was you too feel bad yeah. It made me feel bad, and I think yeah. that's normal. And then a couple of days later, um, we decided to grab coffee and talk about it. And she admitted, she goes, I'm sorry. I was going through a lot of things, too, mm-hmm. at that time that I didn't tell you about. So I was dealing with my other negative um, her community. Own and yeah, her <laughs> own negativity. <laughs> yeah. But it also got me, gave me a chance to pull back and be like, okay, just because I'm going through something, I can't expect everyone else to understand what yeah. I'm going through. It's not their fault. I'm just processing things very differently that maybe they've processed mm-hmm. already or they're about to process in the future so they don't know what exactly it feels like, you know? Right. So it's kind of also being consciously aware and accepting that people will not understand what you're fully going through mm-hmm. only because they haven't... They have their own shit, too. Yeah, like, I will never know how it feels to be a, a lawyer, <laughs> into a courtroom and like Constantly you know having to push some paper and y- like leave. yeah <laughs> or like run a marathon like yeah. i would never understand how that feels because mm-hmm. i would never run a marathon and that's a good point so being yeah. understanding mm-hmm. when somebody's being negative or um mean or whatever being understanding that there's a human behind those words and that there's and a reason yeah. there might be a reason for it but just because there's that's two sides of that right it's like being understanding and not taking things personal are two in extremely important things in dealing with negative energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that, but it's also very important to be aware of how much energy you have left and not be ashamed to pull out whenever you don't have the energy to sacrifice for this. I also think that that's why it's important for people to do their own self-work because then we're not always spilling things out mm-hmm. you know, to each other. Um, that being said, though, like I've even just recently, like, like this week had an an issue that I really like I could not figure out on my own like Mm -hmm. I just being alone like being alone with it in my head I was like oh how do I do this and you know it's not like a 
therapist is <laughs> like <laughs> readily available you know what i mean yeah. and, and i do my yoga practice and stuff and and um but it's it was just such a constant this this particular situation had such a concentrated amount of negative energy around it that i felt this like urge to just tell everybody that i knew i was so upset about it yeah and um, it was such a good opportunity to practice this stuff because mm-hmm. um, I didn't go to everybody so quickly to like vent about it, even mm-hmm. though there were a few people that I normally h- reach out to about certain things that I need to vent to. Like I am, like I said, like sometimes I am this person, right? Um, but like one of my really good friends on island that I normally would just go and vent to, she was kind of telling me that she was sick, like all week. She was like, I'm sick. And um, so I just refrained from like venting to her. <laughs> Akina's trying to quietly like grab a cookie right now. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> okay. But but like I'm I mean there were a few ways that I handled that situation that I'm not necessarily like proud of to be honest with you that I wish I did a little bit differently, but I am proud of being aware that my friend was not feeling well. And I just didn't bring that to her table, knowing mm-hmm. that she it. I knew that her cup was full as well. I also have another friend that we were talking recently, and we we're like, "Hey, I'm realizing that the way that we relate to each other is a lot a lot about we're talking about negative things, you know." So do you have that friend sometimes where you just like are always venting to each other, like uh, you're both venting to each other about stuff, and it always ends up being that like an unloading type of conversation every time you talk Mm -hmm. and um and that's it so like we actually as a you know as friends are trying to make we stated verbally like okay so we're really gonna try to relate to each other (laughs) yeah in other settings yeah (laughs) you know um so that's you know a pretty cool thing to do as well when you're especially when you're logging your friends and and really thinking about what um, who, um, sorry, who is, is normally in a negative headspace and who isn't and, you know, who trains you of your energy and who doesn't and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. What else? What else? How about when, like, what do you do when life happens to you? There's a lot of things in this world that we cannot control, right? Yeah. And there's other things that our actions determine the outcome of certain things. So for the unforeseen circumstances, how do you be with it, be present with it without having, like what do you do with that negative energy when that unforeseen circumstance comes into your life unexpected and you have zero control over it? Like how do you, cope with that like how do you channel that i think that's where the tough work comes in i think that's why i personally practice awareness and mindfulness and i'm not you know i say that and i've been criticized (laughs) i've been criticized because it's like you're not really you know it's like okay so you practice all this spirituality and stuff jelena but like you're not totally zen all the time yeah i'm totally not but i think that having a practice whatever that centers you, you know what I mean? And it could be whatever, but something that makes you feel connected and strong and stays connected to that strong part of you that everybody has this. I really believe everyone has a really strong part of them that's 
that's just all love. You know what I mean? I really do believe that. And I think that if you find, like you said earlier, if we find that outlet or if we find that practice, we take that power pause or we find another practice that helps you stay connected to that part of you so that when you reach those moments, you reconnect to it and you hold on for dear life because sometimes that's the way life really is. It's just you're going through something bad right now. You're going through something bad right now. You're going through something bad right now until you're not. Everything's impermanent. So it's all about understanding impermanence as well and practicing it too. Um, nothing lasts forever. You never stay in the same state forever. It's just the fact of life. When we were deciding on topic, you, you actually shared with me um, a video by Jay Shetty about negative people. Okay, yeah. Um, the importance of, of being aware that you're around other negative um, a person that has taken on a negative tendency. And the reason why is because there's just something the way the way our brains actually work. It's like when we are in this a relationship with someone, a friendship or whatever, we're we're hanging out with somebody, okay? And their way of thinking is different from ours. Our brains don't like when things aren't familiar. Mm. So our brain will actually trigger the feeling of pain because it doesn't recognize the personality that we're dealing with, if that makes sense. So it's, and it's just an automatic response. Like the brain doesn't recognize something, it automatically triggers pain wow. in, in the body. And so that's why people are uncomfortable around other people that aren't necessarily like them or don't naturally take the same viewpoints in certain subjects or just whatever, right? That's why we end up with people that, that, that um, so we can get along with. So what naturally happens is if we're always with this person that's negative, we start to change our thinking so that we're more like them. And even though that sounds counterintuitive because it's a negative way of thinking, it feels better. So when things um. Um, match up a little bit more, our brains release that dopamine and serotonin to make us happy. It, we're no longer... So we're more incentivized to to act like the people that we're around because it actually is painful to not be like the people that we're around every day. So that's why it's important to be aware of who we surround ourselves with on a regular basis. Wow. That's exactly kind of like misery likes company, right? Yeah, but also like it works and but it's a beautiful thing because it also works the other way around. That's why that's why um Hanging out with people that you consider s are smarter than you is all is also really, mm -hmm. um, is also really good, you know. Or people that you aspire to be like them. So surround yourself with people that you look up to because you're naturally gonna want to level up to yeah. who those people are. Mm -hmm. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. It's like science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's dope. I finally found I have a pattern with burnouts. Yeah. Ooh, like a cycle, like like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Ooh, is right. it like? D is there a certain time frame for it? Or like, uh, yeah, about like three months. Three months, I feel very burnt out. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was consciously aware about this because I had a really bad burnout, um, earlier or late late last month, and it just happened to come in the period where I was going on vacation. So. 
I just realized that when I was in that burnout, it triggered so many negative emotions, right? Not just about like my self-reflection or anything, but just like depression, anxiety, um, hopelessness, um, comparison, and all these things that are playing in my head. And I realized that that jar, that battery that we had, I depleted most of my battery just thinking about why I'm all these things. And they're caused by my burnout because my burnout was caused by not really being with myself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, so one thing, so I was thinking about this. And when I went to Korea, I went with my friend Manami, who was supposed to also race um, in Korea. She's a professional triathlete, but she also had an injury. So she was also at that point where fuck you know like i I, i'm fomo i'm missing out um i'm supposed to be racing she was on crutches the whole time and it was the first vacation that i've taken in such a long time like when i moved to bali that was not a vacation everyone kind of has this idea that when you're remote worker you're on vacation and working like that's not it um and it's really about your, your own entrepreneur right you have to also remind yourself to take vacations so this is the first vacation I had. It made me. It reminded me why vacations are very, very important, and we can't not not take vacations in general. So I went to Korea. We literally had no plans because I was so burnt out of like making decisions at work, for work, for our side projects, for everything. So we went through our day with zero plan and literally went with our emotions what do you feel like doing okay let's go to a cafe okay cool what do you want to do next oh no let's just choose a random station and get off and just whatever just explore yeah and that was so refreshing because it eliminated our decision making process mm. and that takes a lot of energy that burns you out so kind of look at your to-do list do you have like 20 different things on your to-do yeah. list? Do you actually need to do all of them? Or mm. can you just shave some of those off? Mm. And what could you do now to shorten that to-do list? You know? So it kind of goes with procrastination. Stop procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Procrastination causes stress, which then you're playing catch-up, then causes burnouts. And burnouts create negative people. <laughs> burnouts create negative people. Because I came back, and then my friend was yeah. like, you sound so much happier. I was like... You know, when you don't have any energy left, it just turns into that, like, you know, so you have no self-control, I think, at the end of the day, too. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm so tired. I don't even want to do. I just want to eat a bunch of cupcakes and sit on the couch. Yeah, it got to a point where I was just in bed for 12 hours. Oh, wow. One day, and I just literally felt just mm. depressed. We all do it, man. What about people who are in work that are vi- that is very pressing, you know, like... Um, you mentioned a lawyer earlier, but I'm like, what about people who um, are working for like grassroots foundations and people who are fighting for injustices and uh, that aren't being, you know, that feel that definitely have like beautiful intentions, you know, behind their work. But because the nature of the work could be very negative, like what about that? I'm pretty sure, like, they have their own coping. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won't be in that field if they weren't passionate about it. So it fuels them in a way that mm-hmm. we don't understand. Um, not because we're not interested in it. It's because we're not in their shoes. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wonder, like, what makes my friend want to run 
26 miles and swim for three miles and then hop on a bike for 60 miles. Like, well, yeah. why would you do that, right? But, but what it would fuels her in such a way that I never understand. So I see that as, like, negative, like, oh, my God, that's so draining on your body. She sees it as, I'm... It gives her life. It gives me mm-hmm. life. It gives me a space for me to do the hard work. And this was this was really powerful when she was saying, like, when you run a marathon... Instead of thinking about the full miles, every mile you celebrate something. Mm. So always coming back to, you know, if you're, yeah, I mean, for people who are like pursuing something that they love to do, like this passion project hasn't been like, we love the work that we're doing on Dear Gorgeous, but we've definitely had moments where like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. why? (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone, everyone goes Uh, through that for sure. To be able to always remind yourself about why you're doing what you're doing yeah but also when we do have those moments i know we had a couple meetings where we're just like racking your brain and that you stop you close the computer it's like let's just talk yeah 30 minutes much, about right? nothing yeah. to do with your gorgeous yeah. let's just talk and that's why i think it's really important that especially if you're in a partnership or a collaboration for a project with a friend or you know your p- business partners you also have to have a relationship outside of that or else everything's going to be work-related. Um, yep, that's very true. We've been out. We've what gone to bars and we talked about work. on um, like Facebook and Twitter wars? Because I think that those are the easiest ways for people's negative energies to like come out. Like I definitely posted like a sassy, passive-aggressive Facebook post this week. Um, and it was like I saw an article that I really agreed with and I thought had really good information. And it was just a bunch of comments under it that were so mean. Yeah. And I was like, Meh. I was like kind of upset about it. But now that I'm thinking back at it, it's like, I don't know. I guess maybe we we um, don't think about the negativity online as much as being like, I don't know, like that important or that like. D- um, as that as having that big of an effect on people because uh, mostly everybody will just type something really quickly and it's and it's you know it's there you know mm-hmm. um so like ha- have you done that before like you just been like just typed like a negative comment or like you're just mad at something that somebody said and then you delete it later <laughs> no i'm very very self-conscious about that oh my god um, um. Well, I'm guilty. No, no, no. But I definitely don't do it as much as I used to. (laughs) No, I have reason behind that. So ever since college, my professors ingrained in my brain that, hey, if you want to be media, you have to really care about your social media presence. Mm, Like what you put online. And this is way before Instagram became a thing. Like Mm -hmm. before Instagram became a thing, Facebook just was like getting popular from the get-go. My uh, my professors were like, you guys have to really protect your identity online, mm. especially because like if you want to work for a, I don't know, as a news reporter or whatever, these things could bite you in the ass. So since then, I've yeah. become very, very self-conscious. What, like, for instance, like with what's going on with the island right now, like and, and all of this stuff that's been going on, everybody has very passionate opinions about... Um, what's been going on we don't have to go into detail about it but there's been hearings there's been meetings there's been news articles and a lot of online presence a lot of talk about what should be done and what shouldn't be done um and 
you know, here's another example. It's like amongst all of that, like that um, there was a female in the military that got dragged oh. for posting something about Guam yep. online. And it was so interesting to see all these comments because everybody was responding because they were hurt, dude. Like yeah. they were hurt to see somebody talk about their home like this. Mm-hmm. Um and then there were other people who were like, hey, like, let's not stoop to her level in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, let's not let's not allow that hurt to to be ours. You know what I mean? Like I think what that hurt is. was she the delivery. Mm. The delivery. I mean, how else could she have delivered? I mean, like, <laughs> first of all, don't cuss about the place that you're at right yeah, now. And yeah. don't call it a piece of shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, there's there's ways. It's like, agree to disagree, right? Yeah. Um, no, I honestly, yeah. I think it was completely disrespectful. Like, yeah. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's like when, okay, this is the this is like, um, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Because I was really, I mean, like, I, I, I was upset when I saw it too. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And, um. It made me, yeah, it made me really upset too. Yeah. It's, it, it hurt, it, it's hurt a little bit right Mm -hmm. but you know it does it benefit us to strike back in a negative way maybe some people see that as a quote-unquote venting Mm. outlet but instead of doing it from person to person it's still person to person but separated by a computer screen yeah I'm yeah. not at all. I'm not at all judging the people who did no, like, no, no, say no. anything to her. No, at all. Yeah. But because I definitely no, like posted a gif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I feel like there's a way to <sighs> say things like respectfully, right? Like, but how do you deal with a person who's just downright res- disrespectful? Because I think it was, I think it was easier to not see like that she's human or whatever because somebody a third party posted this comment this picture in her and her caption mm-hmm. so you know everybody is responding to the words that were were being said mm-hmm. nobody knows who no, she is yeah. right but like what if somebody is actually tell like um bringing a negative energy to you in that way like how do you respond do you take that energy and you respond back in that you know in the well same she did, way but her res- her reply wasn't not her i'm just talking about it in, in yeah. a different in a yeah her uh, well first of all her apology wasn't an apology let's just say that yeah but um <laughs> when it's a personal thing like when somebody's disrespecting you either online or in person should it turn into a fight or should you turn the other cheek like the bible oh. says fight or flight kind of thing do you do you step up and you're like don't you know don't ever fucking disrespect me mm-hmm. or do well you I like when do you yeah. know when it's like red I- when it's a situation to just be like you know what like you're in your own thing like mm-hmm. i don't i don't really care what you think about me i'm gonna go over there like just stay away from me like you know what you do mm. you go on a red table talk <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about it no okay well look at celebrities for example right they all approach it in different ways for example selena <laughs> gomez never seen her rebuttal anything online anything negative mm-hmm. maybe once uh, ever since that she like stopped 
maybe because like the negativity is so great that she she just doesn't want to deal with it so it's better to not respond than entertain it yeah justin bieber he responded and got so much backlash on uh, many many issues yeah. online i really do think that taking and and this is coming from somebody who has been has has definitely made the choice to fire back mm-hmm. like i definitely made the choice to fire back and i'm sure i will at some point in my life in the future but um you know it is in, it's a, it's a really interesting point to discuss it's like if we're assuming this negative energy whether or not somebody's pointing it at us right mm-hmm. does that attract more negative energy to us oh so like us not being our own magnet but that negative energy mm-hmm. itself is a magnet there's a there's a practice that i learned recently called ho'oponopono and it's a it's like a practice of forgiveness that is indigenous to hawaii Ooh. and it's a chant um that you would do and so the pr- the practice of ho'oponopono is it's it's a lot deeper and you can actually go to training to learn and i don't i've not done this but i've just been reading about it and i was introduced to it by um we've talked about him a couple times anyways um it's understand you have to come in with the understanding that we are all responsible for the energy that enters our fields Mm. so uh, that's a really hard pill to swallow because there's a lot of things that have happened to us that are fucked up and you're not you know what i mean it's it's and so that's gonna piss some people off like fuck you like i'm not responsible for that that happened to me but but Mm. just bear with me for a second being able to take responsibility for your own energy and the healthiness, the health of your vibration is, I think, really important. Um, and so the practice of Ho'oponopono is this chant. You're saying, basically, I'm sorry, forgive me, thank you, I love you. And these are phrases that are healing naturally um, by vibra- vibration. And they naturally, like, heal your vibrational field. And Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> But it's this like it's interesting because it it made me really think about what does that mean actually really healing yourself and healing situations that you're in. And I don't personally think and even though knowing that I'm going to fall into that trap of responding in a negative way at some point in my life um, in the future, you know, because I'm a human being, um, it's important to understand that when you're in a situation and somebody's bringing you negative energy and you take that en- negative energy and you throw it right back at them you just started a war a war you just started playing ball basically you know mm-hmm. what i mean and or if you're taking that nev- negative energy and giving it to everybody else it's like you're you're still allowing that negative energy to exist within your space so um how do you turn that into something positive um good question i don't know and it's basically everything that we've talked about. Yeah. It's doing yourself work, mm-hmm. taking the pause when, when you need, um, giving yourself that much love, the same amount of love that and attention you would give to a person that you love that needs help in an area of their life, you know? That's same. When we say self-work, not to make it sound like it's homework or just a lot of burden on top of like all your daily, mm-hmm. you know, life stuff i mean it is hard it's (laughs) choosing one practice it doesn't have to be like 10 practices right just choosing one practice and like building that muscle for that practice 
Yes. So like meditation is just building that practice with meditation. You don't need to go journal and meditate mm. and all these things. If it feels overwhelming to you, but if you rather script, you don't need to like script and journal and bullet journal and write down your affirmations if it feels so overwhelming. I think so you just named four of all the same thing. <laughs> you said script, the script journal, bullet journal. Well, Write down all of your affirmations. No, they're all different. Okay. So scripting <laughs> is basically like you picture your ideal day and mm. write as if it's happened in oh, the future. Okay, okay. Your journal is today, dear diary. I'm like, I guess I'm just like clumping all of them into like writing. <laughs> and she's totally bashing on my journaling. <laughs> my you <example>. know what? <laughs> Hashtag negative. <laughs> Way to be an example, G. And then, yo, bullet is just like real quick, right? Oh, okay, okay. The affirmations. I am. Mm. Okay, so yeah. I was thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking like, <laughs> sorry, because all of that involved I'm writing yeah. to me. So like, yeah. I'm just like writing, 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 right? <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> but yeah, but it feels overwhelming, right? Because there are like four different ways yeah. to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But four different ways to kind of like fuel you in a way. So I don't know, when you were saying do the work, I just want like no, yeah, people to, to know that you don't, don't mm-hmm. feel and overwhelmed. It's work, guys. <laughs> like don't feel overwhelmed. another nine to five. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenge, but it's so gratifying to do, you know, to do that type of exploration as well. Um, So, yeah, that power pose, knowing who's around you, and then also not being afraid to step back from a situation that you feel, if you've done all that um, analysis, saying that I don't have the energy to give you right now. You know, I love you. I really hope you figure your shit out, but I'm completely out of energy. So I'll talk to you later, you know? Um, and yeah, guys. So what do you think? I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. Okay. That like wraps up everything. Yeah. Uh, well, before we let you go, if you guys aren't following us already, you can follow us at Dear Gorgeous Letters on Facebook and Instagram. Every Monday, we do have a Mindful Monday. So if you guys want any practices, you know, or finding that one thing that, like, works for you, uh, we had topic topics about honoring your time, letting things flow. Um, yeah. Power pause. Um, a little bit of the power pause is th- there. So, yeah, check us out at Dear Gorgeous Letters. Yes. Um, and be happy. We love you guys. Yeah, love you. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk soon. <laughs>